As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Mindy and E-Flow. You know, you don't have to put off fixing plumbing problems in your home anymore. I mean, you could just ignore that clogged drain. Or visit meflow.com to take care of your plumbing problems. M-E-Flow. License 271-001-2450. This episode is supported in part by the Yamaha P45 keyboard. This keyboard has 88 keys and they are all weighted. So they give you the feel of a real piano with the portability of a digital keyboard. Go check it out by clicking on the link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Another journey into the realm of the strange and terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves. Where are we going? You'll find out when we get there. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Hope everyone is having a great week so far. And I've got a good one for you guys today from the Suspense Program. And this one is called Murder on Mike. But real quick before we get into that, Superman Radio is back. Yes, I have officially revamped and restarted my old-time radio Superman podcast. And it is now up and already have a few episodes up there. So be sure to check it out if you're interested in that. It is a podcast about the old-time radio Superman show that was popular in the 1940s. The goal is to go from episode one all the way until the very end. So that is the goal. So be sure to check it out. Another cool thing is that the Superman Radio podcast is actually on Spotify as well. So if you like to listen to podcasts on Spotify, it is also over there. And I'm trying to get this podcast on Spotify too. So we'll see if that happens in the near future, hopefully. One real quick disclaimer, on some of the podcast platforms, it's possible that you might see the old version of the Superman radio podcast. Just make sure you subscribe and download the new version. If you click on any of the old episodes, it will say episode unavailable. I am working on getting the old version of the show removed from the different podcast platforms. But until then, just be sure you click on the right one. 
I realize that the Superman radio show is not everybody's cup of tea, and that's, you know, that's completely fine. But a few of you guys, I figured you might enjoy it. So be sure to go check it out. Superman Radio. All right, so today's play, Murder on Mike, stars Raymond Burr as the lead character. Just a little bit about him, then we'll get right into it. Raymond Burr was born May 21st, 1917. He was a Canadian-American actor primarily known for his title roles in the television dramas Perry Mason and Ironside. His early acting career included roles on Broadway, radio, television, and in film, usually as the villain. This is really interesting. He portrayed the suspected murderer in the Alfred Hitchcock thriller Rear Window, and that is regarded as one of his best-known film roles. And I've actually seen that, and it's very good. You need to go see Rear Window if you haven't seen it. He's also remembered for his role in the American version of Godzilla. He won two Emmy Awards in 1959 and 1961 for playing the role of Perry Mason. And he actually played that role for nine seasons. Wow. His second TV series, Ironside, earned him six Emmy nominations and two Golden Globe nominations. He passed away from cancer on September 12th, 1993. In 1996, he was ranked as number 44 of the 50 greatest TV stars of all time by TV Guide. Looks like a couple of the other actors in today's play are David Ellis and Norma Jean Nilsson. All right, folks, well, let's go ahead and get into it. This is from Suspense, Murder on Mike, and it aired July 28, 1957. Suspense. And the producer of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, the master of mystery and adventure, William N. Robeson. Directors of radio plays share a common fantasy, an unattainable goal, the dream of producing a broadcast in which murder is actually committed on Mike. But since they are by and large sane, responsible citizens, their dream is in vain. Not so the hero of the upcoming story. He sets out with lethal intent to make his dream come true. Listen. Listen, then, as Mr. Raymond Burr stars in Murder on Mike, which begins in exactly one minute. And now... Mr. Raymond Burr in Murder on Mike. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Yeah? Want to see me, boss man? Oh, yeah, Chris. Come in. Sit down. You hear the show Sunday? No. You should have. After I got through rewriting that closing scene, it really played. I'll bet. 
I don't get it, Chris. I don't make you come to rehearsals. You don't have to sit in the control room all day. The least you can do is listen to the show at home. Nothing in my contract says I have to. Well, listen to this playback. George, Alice, I didn't mean it, George. Get this, Chris. Get it. Do you mean to say that you didn't really mean it when you told my brother that you didn't love him? You forget, Doris, that I heard you. Every word while I was hiding behind the Davenport the night my mother was here. George, I beg you don't do this thing. Put down the gun, George. This is only what you deserve. (laughs) You tricked me for the last time, Doris. You tricked me for the last time. (laughs) How about that, kid? What did you change it for? What was wrong with my ending? Why did you change it? Take it easy, Chris. I'll tell you why I changed it, because it was wordy and repetitious. Did it ever occur to you that maybe people are wordy and repetitious? Chris, I'm trying to tell you the scene the way you wrote it just didn't play. Just didn't play. That's right. Drag out all the trade cliches. It didn't live. It didn't play. You ran it up the flagpole and no one saluted it. How did you ever get into this business? Whoever let you into a radio station? Chris, I think you need help. Help? Yes. I know a good man. Freudian, but liberal. Don't you tell me I need a psychiatrist. Let go of me. I said let go. You are nuts. You listen to me, boss man. For two years now, I've ground out a murder a week for you. Week in and week out. A murder a week. I eat murder, talk murder, dream murder. And what happens? Every time I turn in a decent script, you chop the heart out of it. Your contract is up next week, Chris. You've only got one more script to do. Write it and get out. You'll get better than a script. You'll get everything you deserve. I'm going to show you what a real murder sounds like. I'm going to show you even if I have to kill you to do it. Good evening. This is a recording of an actual murder. Not written, not rehearsed, but well and thoroughly planned. It is respectfully dedicated to Mr. Ken Avery, editor and producer of the radio program Murder, Please. This is my last show, Mr. Avery. I'm delivering it to you in its entirety. Cast, music, everything. The events and persons are absolutely real. It's going to be a great show, Mr. Avery. You'll hear everything but the climax. I'm speaking into a microphone concealed in my desk and connected with a hidden tape recorder. A special microphone is attached to my telephone to enable the listener to hear both ends of any conversation. The music you hear is coming from a high-fidelity phonograph at my side. This program is produced, edited, directed, narrated engineered and plotted by Christopher Turner, whose only claim to immortality is this final half hour. And now, Mr. Avery, the leading characters in order of appearance. The murderer, myself. The catalytic agent, your daughter, Lois. The victim, you. 
Listen. Listen, then, Mr. Avery, to the last show you'll ever hear. Murder, please. bother you at home, but I'd like to apologize for the way I acted this afternoon. Accept the apology. Ken. Ken, I'd like to talk to you about renewing my contract. Uh, how about dropping down to my office? Sorry, Chris. No go. I put up with you for two years now. Your temper tantrums, your insults coming in stewed to the gills. Two years of it was plenty. I've had it. I see. You won't change your mind? Not a chance. Okay, Ken. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Lovely opening scene, Mr. Avery. Thank you. You played it exactly the way I wanted you to. You just threw away your last chance to save your life. An excellent performance, Mr. Avery. I shall kill you in the name of the parasitical breed you represent. The avaricious, arrogant men of high places who milk the talent of others and claim it as their own. So, Mr. Avery, if you won't come down to my office by invitation, and I knew you wouldn't, there's another way. The telephone book. Listen, Mr. Avery... The sound of the flipping of pages. Your daughter's phone number. Here we are. Hello? Hello, Lois. It's been a long time. Bet you don't even know who this is. I don't recognize the voice. Christopher Turner. Oh. Oh, hello, Mr. Turner. How are you? Fine. Just fine. How do you uh, like living alone? Oh, it, it's all right, I guess. Rather be living with the folks? No. No, it's, it's kind of independent this way. How's the writing coming? Not so good, Mr. Turner. I've written five scripts so far, and every one of them has been rejected. I don't know what's the matter. Well, the... The reason I called was your dad and I had a little talk this afternoon about you. He he thought perhaps I could help you. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't want to bother you. Oh, no bother at all, Lewis. I like to help aspiring young talent. That's very kind of you. Well, what are you doing this evening? Oh, I was going to wash my hair. Why don't you wash your hair tomorrow evening and come down to my office right now. We'll get started. Well, I, I, I told the girlfriend I'd be home tonight. She was going to drop over. Can't you call her and tell her to make it some other night? Here's the point. This is the only free night I'll have this week. Things are sort of piling up. I'd like to see you get squared away with your writing. 
And I did promise your dad. Well, all right, Mr. Turner. You know where my office is? No, I, I don't think so. It's right across from the studios in the annex, room 208. I'll be right over. Fine. And I, I certainly appreciate this, I'm sure. Not at all, Lois. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll be right over. I certainly appreciate this, I'm sure. Not at all. You see, Mr. Avery, that's how people talk. Now, let's see, what else? Oh, yes, sound. Drawer opens. Gun taken out. Click of breech. Whirl of chamber. Bullets inserted in chamber. Three, four, five, and six. Gun in drawer. Drawer closed. Now we must wait until the... See, Mr. Avery? Fate is a better dramatist than either of us. Just when things start getting dull, the phone rings. Hello? Hello, Chris. Hank. Oh, hi, Hank. What is this? Old man Avery got you slitting on a round-the-clock basis now? When are you going to tell him to go take a flying leap? I just did that today. No kidding. Well, congratulations. From here, you can't go any place but up. Yeah. Say, Chris, we got a pretty active poker game going on over here. Just room for one more sucker. What do you say? I can't tonight. I'm doing my last show. Well, forget it for one night, why don't you? Live a little. Thanks, Hank, but I can't. I'm coming over and get you away from that typewriter if I have to use force. I can't do it, Hank. The show's next Sunday. Well, I got a script due tomorrow. You don't see me knocking myself out. Let them wait. I'll be right over. Uh, listen, Hank, you can't come over here. Uh, don't you get it? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Sure thing. Give her my regards. Anybody I know? A uh, story conference, that's right. Yeah. Well, uh, take it easy, boy. Uh, how about lunch tomorrow? Mm, sure thing. Okay, Chris. Goodbye. Bye. That was close. Good scene, though, don't you think, Mr. Avery? Your daughter, Mr. Avery, has just driven up in front of the building. She wears a cardigan sweater, tweed skirt, flat shoes. She's young and very pretty. A girl with everything to live for. Now she's disappeared into the building. In a moment, she'll knock on my door. Then, Mr. Avery, you will hear for yourself how youth reacts to the threat of death. And this, Mr. Avery, would be the proper dramatic moment to end Act One. May I suggest, at this point, you insert one of your beloved commercials... Just a moment, we continue with Suspense. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And now, we continue with the second act of Murder on Mike, starring Mr. Raymond Burr, a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. Act Two. This is Christopher Turner once again, Mr. Avery, bringing you by transcription the first recording of an actual murder ever made specifically for broadcast. The setting, my office, the music, recorded the time night, the victim, yourself. Your daughter has just entered the building, and in a few seconds she'll be knocking on my door. I'm sorry I have to go to such lengths to get you into my office. I'd gladly have killed you in the street, but it's so much more difficult to make a recording there. So concludes the usual resume with which we begin the second act of every Murder, Please program. I hear her footsteps in the hall. Your cue, Lois. Sound? Knock on door. Come in. 
Hello, Lois. Come on in. Thanks, Mr. Turner. Have a seat. Here, by the desk. This is awfully nice of you, Mr. Turner. I, I always tell Dad to stop imposing on my behalf, but I guess he'll never learn. You're here because I want you to be here, and for no other reason. Now, a cigarette? Oh, no, thanks. Uh, my, this is a, a nice office you have here. Oh, it serves just a hole in the wall, but quiet. Nothing fancy. Why, oh, I, I like it. How long have you been writing, Lois? Oh, all of my life, but, uh, well, seriously, about six months. Oh, what sort of things? Murder, mostly. I hear that's what sells best. True. True, you can usually make more money writing about murder than committing it. So, uh, suppose we just... Start talking about murder. Maybe something interesting will come out. Now, tell me, why do you think people kill? Lots of reasons, I guess. Could you kill? I don't think so. Maybe you could. Here. Uh, here's a loaded gun. Take it. Oh, please put it away. Uh, take it in your hand. No, no, I, I, I'd rather not. Oh, no, it's very obedient. Won't fire unless you press the trigger. Now, take it. That's it. Now... Point it at me. Oh, please, I... Think now, think. One touch of your finger, and you kill me. One little touch. Very delicate instrument, Trigger. There's a sense of power there. Feel it? I'm afraid. Fear? Yes, but exhilaration, too, like the second drink. Yes, I... I I guess I feel it. You... You can give it back to me now. Oh, I... I never held a gun before. Are you afraid of death? Well, sometimes when I think about it. What is death to you? Death? I, I don't know. No idea? Emptiness, blackness, nothing. Is that so terrible? Yes, because you really don't know. Like the dark. That's it. You, you don't know any more about death than you do about me. You? Yes. Well, well, I I know you work for Dad. But you've never even spent one hour with me. Once at lunch, your father introduced us. Yet you came up here alone. Now, how do you know you can trust me? I suppose I don't, really. Look at this gun. Please put it down. It, it makes me terribly nervous. Do you have any money? A little. How much? Five dollars, maybe, and some change. Give it to me. Here. Now, why did you give me the money? Because you asked me for it. Because you were hoping I'd put down the gun? And if I had said, a kiss, one kiss, and I'll put down the gun, what would you do? I, I suppose, I, I suppose I, I'd give you... But a kiss, that would be harder to give, wouldn't it? Yes. Kiss me. There. Thank you. Now, now put down the gun, please. I, I know it's a lesson in writing and, and all that, but it scares me. No. But you said you would. I said nothing of the kind. And if I had said it, you would have been foolish enough to believe me. You can't trust a man with a gun. You feel helpless, don't you? Yes. While you could give me money, there was hope. While you could give me love, there was hope. But if all I wanted was revenge... 
there would be nothing you could do to save yourself. No, nothing. And if I told you that right now, this moment, I'm going to pull this trigger and blow you to bits, tell me, what would you say? Well, I'd try to talk you out what of it. What would you say? I wouldn't know what to say. Then I'd shoot. I'd tell you about the electric chair. Very little threat to a man about to kill. Later, perhaps, when he's running away, then he'll think about consequences, but not now. Now it's only kill. Now, what else? What else would you say? I'd beg him. He wouldn't listen. I'd plead with him. I'd say, please don't kill me. And if he still wouldn't listen? Then, then I'd die. Yes, you'd die. M- M- Mr. Turner, I, I, I think I'd better be going. No. We're not even started yet. Well, if you don't put down that gun, I'm going. I don't like it. Sit down. I want to tell you a story. Please, Mr. Turner. Sit down! This is just a sample plot. You can have it if you want to. It's about a writer, a writer who had great novels in him, great plays, but he was broke for the sake of a roof over his head and three meals a day. He started turning out radio mysteries. He turned them out until every drop of originality was squeezed out of him. Finally, he realized that he had nothing to leave to the world. Nothing but scripts to be swept up by a studio janitor after the broadcast. Well, the writer made a decision one day. He would do a last radio play... A radio play with an actual murder. The only chance he had for immortality. And he selected as his victim the man who had squeezed his talent dry. He selected his editor and producer, Ken Avery. I like you. I like you very much, Lois. I wish this could be happening to almost anyone but you. Get to the phone. What? The telephone. What for? To call your father. No, no, I won't do it. You'll call your father and you'll tell him to come down here. Now, pick up the receiver. No, no, wait. I'll do it. Oh, please. Please, Mr. Be quiet. Please. I'll take the phone. Tell him. It's ringing. Take it. tonight to discuss some scripts you wrote, but she seems to be suddenly taken ill. You'd better come and get her. I'll be right down. Relax, Lois. We haven't got very long to wait. The script is nearly finished. Twenty minutes have gone by. And now I hear steps in the hall, steps of 
Mr. Ken Avery. The climax, ladies and gentlemen of the listening audience, I produced for you. Mr. Avery will never live to hear. Lois, are you... Sit down, Ken. What is this? Lois, what's been going on here? Tell him, Lois. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill both of us. Close the door. Chris, put that thing down. Somebody's liable to get hurt. <laughs> Good line. Perfectly in character. The inane cliché from the mouth of the great producer. You see, Ken, everything's being recorded. Your voice, Lois's, mine. Sit down. Recorded for what? Posterity. For the show next week. You'll have the honor of appearing on your own program as the murder victim. Let me show you here in the desk. You see? Tape recorder. I've stopwatched every second. It's been running exactly 25 minutes. You always made it a rule to plan the climax for 26.30 so you could have room for a final commercial. Well, that's just what I'm doing. According to my timing, you have about one minute and 30 seconds to live. All right, Chris. All right. That's uh, enough of the phony dramatics. Give me that gun before somebody gets hurt. Stand back. I wouldn't want to mistime the climax of the show. This won't make a show. You won't be around to change it, Mr. Avery. The agency wouldn't put this thing on the air. Why not? You telegraphed the ending. Oh. There's no twist. No surprise ending. You told the audience to expect the murder to be successful. But our shows have to have some kind of surprise for the audience, Chris. You know that. Where's the twist? <laughs> Still the editor right to death's door. All right, Ken, perhaps you can provide the surprise ending that's going to save your life. I don't have to. Oh? You provided the twist yourself, Chris. But you didn't know it. And yet the twist was part of the story all the time. Where, Editor Avery? You, Chris. You're the twist. Me? That's right. You're a flop, Chris. You're so used to dreaming on paper, you can't live anymore. You wrote about love because you never had it. You wrote about fortunes and you haven't got two bits. You wrote about murder, but you haven't got the guts to pull the trigger. Now, give me that gun. You think I won't shoot? I know you won't. Give me that gun, you hack. What did you say? I said you were a hack. Give me the gun. No. No, I'm not a hack. I'm not. Give me that gun. Let go. Let go of my hand. Stop it, I said. Let go. <laughs> you always have to change the ending. Dad. It's all right, Lois. Dad, take me home. We have nothing to worry about, Lois. The recording will clear us. Take me home, please, Dad. As soon as I make sure what's on that tape. I'll rewind it to the beginning. Recording of an actual murder, not written, not rehearsed, but well and thoroughly planned. It is respectfully dedicated to Mr. Ken Avery, editor and producer of the radio program. Suspense. 
which Raymond Burr starred in William N. Robeson's production of Murder on Mike, written by S. Lee Vagostin. Listen. Listen again next week when we return with Flesh Peddler, starring DeForest Kelly. Another tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, folks. Welcome back. Well, this was definitely different. And it's really cool to have this sort of play where the murder plot is meant to be a part of the radio play. And this guy... Chris tries to catch it on tape and everything. And then at the end, Mr. Avery really kind of outsmarts Chris, and Chris ends up dying at the end. So definitely different, and it's nice to have something different once in a while. And I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you thought about it. Send me a comment at otrmsh at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. Be sure to check out my podcast, Superman Radio, and I'll catch you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.